British Strongman Coaching. Today we have Molly as a guest and we're going to talk about Becky Noon and how she's gone from being a rugby player, well she is still a rugby player, and combine that with strong woman training and how she's gone to be a, essentially compete at a pro strong woman show in uh, 2022. So a little bit of an icebreaker for Molly. So Mo Molly's absolutely brilliant athlete in, in her own in her, in her own way. She's a uh, the 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 type the goal this year for you as an athlete was you won the the goal was to win like a kind of title wasn't it like you'd won some uh, like local comps and stuff and done really well but this year the goal for you as an athlete was to win the win kind of a regional title or whatever and you've smashed that so first of all you did the North England Strongest Woman under sixty four absolutely brilliant. And then more recently, you've won the Arnold's European Championships under 75 kilos. So you've smashed it as an athlete. But more importantly, what I want to talk about today is like you, you as a coach. So it's a little bit of an icebreaker and to, to get you talking. So what, what would be an ideal strong woman comp for you personally? If you could just pick five events, what would they be? 18-inch deadlift. <laughs> um... <clears throat> Dumbbell, overhead medley, yoke, stem to shoulder, let's say. Right, so what if you can't have two overheads? And would it be max dumbbell or would it be uh, dumbbell? Dumbbell for reps. Dumbbell for reps. Um, if you can't have two overhead events, squat. Squat, yeah, fair point. Squat for reps. Yeah, so similar to mine, mine would be maybe silver dollar deadlift. You're assuming that we're going to have to have a deadlift. Um, yoke, definitely any kind of yoke. Farmers, yeah, any kind of farmers, really. Stone run, preferably light. I'm, I'm fast, Very but not really strong. But and um, and yeah, maybe, maybe a, well, some kind of overhead like max axle or max dumbbell. Uh, dumbbell, yeah, max dumbbell. Right. Anyway, so let, let's move on to the. Let's move on to the topic. So, Becky Noon this year in 2022, she's a rugby player and she's gone to compete at a strong woman pro show at the Arnold's recently. So, how how did she do this? First of all, what are you to explain? Because you know a lot better than me. What's the pathway that's available for women in strong woman? What's the route? So, um, the route that Becky's followed, um, which is the untested pathway for women, um, is Aunt Brown's 100. CA uh, pathway so you've got your regional qualifiers so Becky did the Midlands I did the North so there's the North Mid South uh, regional qualifiers um, and then the top four from that go to England Strongest Woman that was at the Fit Expo. Um, so to be clear anybody can enter the... Anyone can enter the regionals yeah um, yeah anyone can enter that and it's it's like accessible it's pretty light-ish weights really for um it's it's made to be accessible so yeah anyone can enter and it's it's um it's not that heavy um and then yeah top four go to england's at the fit expo that was in end of june i think this year um top three from england's they go to brits and that was at doncaster dome in september um and then the top keep going 
six, I think. The top six for Brits um, got the opportunity to go to the the Arnold um, Pro, sh like Women's Pro Show um, at the Arnold, um, which was amazing this year, like really good experience. Um, nice so, so about the Arnold's Pro Show, like it's just so much progress to the sport, isn't it? Yeah, like, amazing. It was... Like what were the details of the payments and stuff? Um, I think every I think everyone got paid. The, yeah, so it's the top six from Brits. Um, so everyone that competed, that, that all the women got some sort of um, payment for that. So yeah, really, like really good progress, and it was over a few days. So they had did they have two events and then three events? So it was split over a few days anyway. So it was a, like a good show on the main stage for people to watch. And so you, I, I went to the show, and it was just like absolutely amazing it was just like a phenomenal demonstration of how how much the sports progress like we laugh about it quite a bit because we we started whatever six years ago or something and we were you, you're paying you're happily paying 30 to 50 pound entry fee to essentially run around a car park on odd piece of equipment and stuff because we just love it but to see that like obviously the men's, men's size progress loads weight classes and stuff but seeing the women's side progress so much with that and uh provided with people with the opportunity i know i know some people like oh how much did they how much did they earn compared to whatever but i think that's irrelevant i think yeah. i think the fact that like women have the opportunity to get some monetary something back yeah for it, it just shows um it doesn't matter to me whether it's a pound or whether it's yeah. a thousand pounds and it's, i think that it's on the like on the main stage as well like the, just a, amazing not just the prize money it's that it's it's on the main stage same as like the open weight men you know like the men that everyone has heard of and people they're going to watch them can then also watch the women and it's kind of um yeah a, a big show really so i think that was that was a brilliant opportunity um through the through the pathway really and hopefully people will have been able to see it and um and sort of be inspired to you know start with the regionals next year and and go through that pathway what about what would you say about women who maybe weren't quite strong enough yet to do the qualifier i know i know it's like it's easy for you to look at the the qualifiers and think oh they're relatively light which they are for you from an athlete's perspective but speaking from a coaching perspective, you know, like if you've got somebody who you're coaching who's like really into it, but they're not quite at the weights yet, or they might be able to do two of the events out of the five, yeah. what would be a good route for them or what would you encourage them to do? So I'm just sh showing in the background some of the photos from the Arnold. Um, I mean, if you're desperate to compete, there's plenty of um, there's plenty of novice beginners comps around, like Chaos are doing loads, loads of um, competitions. So there's plenty of... Um, plenty of novice comps around there's the drug tested pathways as well I think they're a little bit lighter um but yeah the the regional qualifiers are you know they're light and and I think it's good to just even if it's heavy for you go in and and experience it um but yeah there's there is the the drug tested pathways as well but I think the weight's pretty similar to be honest now yeah cool so I'd say, I'd say another thing for for people to do if they if they see if they're serious about it but don't necessarily they're not necessarily qualified confident enough to do the the qualifying pathway or whatever and this might seem about a bit counterintuitive really but there's the online qualifier for like official strongman games world and what i like about that personally as a strongman fan like i don't mind paying the monthly official strongman um membership 
to just support those sports boats. So with that, that you can you can enter all the online qualifiers. So for me, just by default, why I'll always I'll usually get stuck in and just put an entry up. And just as an opportunity to pitch myself, not even if I'm not not going to qualify or whatever. Like last year, I did, I did the uh, the England's Open one, and uh, just put the online qualifier there. And I wasn't trying to qualify; I just wanted to see my names against the the other people. So I feel that that that's another kind of way. If you say you say you're strong enough to have a go at the the qualifying pathway, but maybe not confident enough. Like I think the on the online qualifier is a good objective measure of of how you're doing, and you can get your names up against some of the the people that you've heard of and follow on social media, and it can be a, a good way of getting getting in there. So let, let's talk about Becky then. So what 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 she managed this year? So first of all, she she inquired with us, and then we I thought you you and her would be a perfect match for coaching. And I think the goal was, I think she was maybe about six to eight weeks out from England, so she or something like that. Um, was it a couple of months before England's rough way? Yeah, it could have, yeah. I think, yeah, she'd won her um, regional qualifier, I think. I think yeah, yeah, she'd already qualified. Um, yeah, and she'd, um, yeah, she was sort of getting ready for England's. What was the question? Was so, so t tell us about how Becky's progressed through the route. How did she do at England's? Then she qualified to Brits, and then can you can you remember how how she got on at the Arnold's? Mm -hmm. So yeah, so England's um, to start with. So yeah, um, I think she finished fourth um, at England's. Um, so yeah, had a brilliant comp um, overhead. You can see there, like, as as had come on loads. Um, so Becky was already um fairly proficient in like basics of weightlifting, so she could do a clean and jerk. Um, she, so you can see there she's doing a, a split jerk. Um, so it was just transferring that. It was Max Axel at England's, so it was just transferring the um basics of weightlifting that she already had onto the getting the belt clean and um, really proficient, and and then using a split jerk to get that um. Max Axel event, so she did great with that. Um, moving events are, are Becky's um, strongest. Um, you can see their farmers, um, which she actually won, which was amazing. Eighty kilos each hand. Um, so Becky competes in the seventy-three um, weight class and against some amazing athletes at England's. Obviously, with it being a new class, some of the girls have come down from the eighty-twos, um, and, and you know they were really good national level athletes as 82 so to take an event win with the farmers was incredible yeah re i remember that as like a fan from the outside thinking oh like it, it was great to see how she was going to respond being against some of these people that she'd heard of and very very easy to put people on a pedestal isn't it when you yeah. when you've heard them and follow them on social media and stuff so credit to becky like whenever i've spoken to her like she's her attitude is just absolutely amazing for getting stuck in yeah. and she sees these people who could other people may see it on a pedestal but she sees them as inspiration doesn't she yeah definitely and yeah taking scalps at england was yeah, just amazing amazing uh, dumbbell 40 dumbbell which was um her current one rep max um so i think she got a rep i think just scroll down <laughs> um, i think she got a, she definitely got one rep i can't remember whether she got a double but um yeah really good um for her you know to to get an equal pb at a comp on a different shaped dumbbell um incredible 
and so that's great and there's has come on loads with the the dumbbell um deadlift so th this i was particularly impressed with this yeah. actually because what when she started what was the pb was it 190 or 185 for one or 180 it was like 180 or 90 i think i can't remember exactly. i don't i mean she was new to a suit so this was suited deadlift yeah. so um difficult to sort of compare but um to be honest becky said to me in in the prep for this um I want to get eight at the one, I want eight at the 170. And I was a bit like, oh, you know, I thought it was a bit unrealistic, to be honest. Um, yeah. Because it, I think at this point, a, a one rep max was about 185 or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So if I you mean, project that up, it's like, you, it's great that she's aiming ambitious, high, but yeah. realistically, <laughs> like most people aren't going to be able to do that. But yeah. credit so to she, her for She smashed out seven, which... Um, yeah, third place, so like up there with the you know the strongest deadlifters in the category. So that was incredible. And as I say, new to a suit, so a, a, you know, a skill that she's sort of acquired in this year, really. Um, and then stones, um, yeah, again went really well. She'd um, she'd been struggling with the hundred stone um, in training. Um, just really new to it. A technique with stones has come on so much and. Um, you know it, it's building all the time but um this was something that I was massively impressive because i because obviously when you're you're coaching people obviously you coach them online and sometimes i'll have a look i'm really interested to see what she's doing on social media but she's been down for some sessions in person that i've been like like amazed amazed in what you've well from her amazed with her mm. as an athlete developing but amazing amazing with your your coaching because i'm not quite sure what you do with all the intricacies but all I see is significant progress and results. And this was a big thing for me. And we did a little video that I'll, I'll attach to this. I'll put the link in the description of uh, what what we uh, changed on her. She, she was, I remember, loading it up and the stone was slipping, yeah. wasn't it? And then you've changed the technique drastically on that. Yeah, so now she's loading up high and yeah, it just looks absolutely fantastic. So Yeah, so smash that and then... Yeah, fourth overall, um, and then I think a spot rolled down because it, it was supposed to be top three to to Brits, but obviously with the, the 73 category being fairly new and, and some girls had already um, got through from last year or something. So, yeah, a spot rolled down anyway for a, an amazing opportunity for Brits. Um, so uh, what, what what would be a, a top three improvement then? So I, I'll, I'll see if I can find some... Uh, videos from uh brits and maybe the arnold you you talk about, like if you just had to pick three kind of events that you feel like she's just it's really clipped and she's really developed and she's really got it like what what would those be um i think dumbbell i think um sort of globally dumbbells fairly um people find it difficult it's awkward it's as i say becky was pretty proficient in um overhead lifting you know she's a coach herself she she wasn't a, a newbie to strength sports by any means but dumbbells something that you know you don't do really unless you're competing in strong women so um that's that was something that she wasn't confident with um she'd not really done it before so pretty new to her um so to get very quickly up to 40 and then be able to replicate it in um, in a competition I think was amazing progress and it you know she had some sessions where she was like you know it's really not clicking and it's missing it loads and, and really, like struggling with it um and then some sessions where it was starting to click and, and for, for me it really shows like it's a real good test of somebody that you know like you, you look at the stuff like the yoke for instance and she is 
legit world class yeah but she's like you could argue some people could argue that she's well she's taken to it well and like yeah. everything's gone swimmingly she yeah. hasn't got injuries and stuff like that that's yeah that's why that. i've sort of said dumb about it first because it's yeah it's not it's not coming, it's not easily. coming easily i don't i don't think it's really a, a thing that comes easily to anyone it's not no a, it's a not a natural way to press um so i think a lot of people do find well it that's difficult. the thing it's not intuitive the dumbbell you mm. have to learn the logic and what you're trying to do with it and that's yeah. why we go into so much depth with the stuff that and get such great results with people yeah. showing them what to look for and even with someone who's a, a decent overhead lifter already um yeah it, it's still not that natural is it so no. i think um yeah credit to becky you know we've been training dumbbell not heavy but training it you know three three times a week nice light um skill acquisition and she's she's um, stuck with it and got frustrated but um it got a lot better and yeah to hit that seven uh, that 40 sorry england's was um a, you know the reward for her because she deserved that it was it was um a lot of graft went into that dumbbell um yeah, so next one, I would say, like you say, yoke. She's just incredible at Um So give, give, give people an idea of the kind of numbers that she's hitting on on yoke. Because obviously she's... The thing that I've noticed, and again, from seeing her in the gym, because she came and I think she just like ran past me on the AstroTurf one day and looked at me like 200 kilos and I'm thinking, well, what is going on? Yeah. Um, but the thing from <laughs> seeing some videos, I'd seen that she was, she was always seen quite strong. But what you must have done with her, I assume, has been given her like say time targets and yeah. stuff because you can see that she you see a lot of people who get strong with the weight, but then they miss out on the points because mm, they because they finish it they, they they finish it strong and they feel stable. It felt really good, felt really strong. But you can tell they're not chasing the objective of nailing the time. Mm. Whereas you can see with Becca, she is doing that. Is some is that mm. something that you work on with training people with moving events and stuff? Yeah. So so usually with moving events, I'll do a, a lighter, providing the time miles and the recovering all right. Um, a lighter day and a heavier day with the moving events, which I think is what Becky did with her yoke. Right. Um, so I mean, it was heavy. This was Brits. Um, so it was two thirty. Um, for fifteen meters. It was a drop and turn, wasn't it? I think. Um, so just look. Yeah. So yeah. Just look at this in terms of like guys that are. Yeah. So it's absolutely ridiculous. Like get guy like how she's moving in with that. I don't know. I know she's made a mistake, but she hasn't done many comps. But in terms of like how she's actually moving with that, that's like a legit like novice men's comp weight. Yeah. And you don't see men moving as well as that. Incredible. Um, and I think her yoke. The Arnold was actually even better. It was heavier, um, and she didn't make she didn't have as many drops with it. So let, um, let's compare. So this is two thirty, and she won. And and like I say, she looked. Um, I don't know if it is the video. Maybe it will be. So um, yeah, so she did. She do. A, yeah, there it is. A training day with a with pretty light um, speed. Yeah, two fifty. This from the. Um, Second place. Oh, this is second, yeah, second place to Chloe. To Chloe is so, yeah, amazing. And I don't. Yeah, she wasn't. So that looks in, incredible improvement from the even the two thirty at Brits when she came yeah. first. Looks so stable and strong. Yeah, and com like she was confident going into this because like she'd proved at Brits how good she is. At yeah. Yoke. So yeah, a light day where we'd we'd practice footwork and the quick turns. You saw. On the Brits video, how like a turn was really good. Um, 
so yeah we'd do speed footwork turns getting her to time each run trying to beat last week's times at, at light lightish weights um and then a heavier day where she'd do maybe just one way maybe like just a 15 meter run with some heavier weights so making sure she's recovering okay from it but still getting that heavier stimulus and and obviously managing recovery seeing if, if that's okay recovery wise but she'd been fine um recovering um and same with the fact like spammers as well she's absolutely incredible at um so same with farmers we do a lot so that that'd be your third one would it the farmers yeah yeah and it like obviously you, you said the things she's improved most in it's her first season so that like yeah. everything um she's you know she's first time she's put on a suit yeah. it's the first time she's done moving like, well, a thing that i've been impressed from the outside is stuff like like when she started she's putting some decent numbers overhead like whatever 70-ish or whatever and you, and you can't as a as a lady putting your body weight overhead or whatever you can like there's not many people who can do that by chance like she's obviously well trained and she's she's a really good coach in her own right getting great results with her clients and stuff so to actually get somebody to significantly improve when they're already pretty good at something and and for you to objectively look at somebody who like she knows the basics of weightlifting and for me just to see snapshots of it but seeing it significantly improve all the time yeah i i find that that particularly impressive cool so let's talk about programming principles for busy women can can you improve by keeping it simple so what want you to like say imagine that people listening to this are that a lot of people like say for me the barrier of me going going with a coach or whatever would be the, i like to keep things really really simple and like if you said to you said to me go and right you're, you're doing your two and a half hour three hour session like i would generally do do a lot better if i had two or three things to focus on to do really really well than 10 or 12 things to focus on and when a lot of people are taking like a shot in the dark in terms of like say going with a new coach or programming and stuff like it can be for, from a coach's perspective like i used to do when i started training people what nine years ago or something like a thing that i would try and cram in the session i look back and try and cram in the session like 10 12 exercises and i'd be rushing from one exercise to the other and I look back now and I realise that the the the, aff, sorry, the client would be come away from the session very often baffled and wouldn't know what to focus on and like they may may have enjoyed it felt good but what can they what have they actually improve from? Whereas so as I've personally got better at coaching, I've got confident to get to make things simple, and it's something that seems for me maybe because obviously I've helped you with it a bit a little bit, but what I find impressive from the, from the start with you and your coaching is how simple you're confident to keep things. Yeah. So can you, can you tell us a little bit more about that and tell us about, yeah, just talk about it. Yeah. So, um, so I think I find it important to keep a goal in mind. So obviously with like people that are competing in strong man, strong woman in the competition season, you might have a, a competition coming up. So you might have your five events, that you that you want to prepare for so that's kind of going to guide your um 
structure of training um so whether that it's a max overhead or a overhead for reps for example that would change the way you'd you'd want to train things yeah. um so yeah if you sort of confined to your events for a com- upcoming competition then it's quite easy to to train for but so i like that approach of what you're saying so you're this this is where i feel a lot of people go wrong is they just kind of blindly look at like generically in, in improving a lot of things and have things that they need to that they keep in because they think they're supposed to keep it in whereas like the logic that you look at you're like right what 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 have we got you what are you training for specifically what are your goals and then working kind of backwards from that yeah you know it's like right we're here this is where you want to be and then logically using that to dictate the the route and the direction yeah well obviously like if we were all professional athletes and didn't have anything else to do and we, were, we could we could train for four hours every day then great yeah you can you could keep all the stuff in but most people don't have like unlimited amount of time and if you if someone comes and says right my goal is this competition then that's where you're gonna your focus is gonna be or if they come in and say I want to get my deadlift up then you can kind of program things around that. that yeah and keep it so that that's what I'm particularly impressed with with Becky and I think we, if we just show a little bit of a taste of the stuff that you've been, that you've been doing doing with her I think that the whole principle with Becky is the fact that she's a she's a rugby player she plays for Leicester Tigers strong woman's like maybe just a side thing or an equal thing I'm not I'm not entirely sure but she's very successful in rugby and she's doing really, obviously really well with the strong woman. So, but I think the principles that kind of are transferable to to busy other busy women who want to get into training is the fact that she's got to fit her rugby training in. She's got to fit her rugby recovery in. She's got to fit. I'm, I'm sure she does like strength and conditioning work for um, for a rugby. I'm sure she does stuff like where she's getting involved in the classes that she teaches. And so basically you've got to be as concise as possible and focus on the the big rocks that are going to make the big make the biggest difference so what i found really really impressive about when uh, i've just when i've had a look at, at becky's stuff or becky's program is the fact that there's like she's achieved these amazing results in terms of progression but the um but there's three sessions a week a lot of people would yeah. say only three sessions a week and let's see what she started off at the prep so she got five exercises in exercise one four exercise exercise three uh, workout three so essentially she's got 13 kind of at, at the prep for england where she's absolutely smashed it and drastically improved across the board she's actually got 13 protocols essentially 13 progressive protocols per per training week which you may you may have some people that that do that amount of exercise in the session yeah but you can probably think of examples with with becky where she's only had a four or five exercises to do and she's probably felt rushed even doing that at times like because she wants to do everything everything so well so yeah well talk to us a little bit about that so what why why three sessions a week um, so everyone um, says how many times they want to train a week when they start um, and sort of obviously keep to that because that's what the time people have. So Becky plays, I think she rugby trains or plays. I don't really understand rugby, but I think she <laughs> I think she trains twice a week. Right. Um, 
so it's so and then obviously works so three was the the amount of sessions she wanted to fit in um so since becky started with me as we said before um the it's been like comp after comp basically so she's done england's brits arnold's and now she's doing osg so they've basically all been little comp preps um which she has she's done really well with like they're all um they've all been quite specific so so yeah the, th the three sessions has worked brilliantly for her the recovery's been great like she's she manages a recovery between rugby training and and strong woman like obviously she gets fatigued like anyone and gets um mm. gets so what, what i love about these is the fact that the, you've called them events day deadly focus day overhead focus day and you look at them and really the whole body yeah, no, uh, yeah. the the whole body but in within each one you might have like say the deadlift thing where call it deadlift focus day where the the, the deadlift protocol might be the thing that sh that's the thing to focus and then the other kind of exercises are kind of working at different intensities so could you tell us a little bit about that so how how like people might look at this and think how is she training like full body three times a week how does she recover like so, what, what what's your kind of what's your kind of view and experience about doing that yeah so obviously you wouldn't train full body heavy three times a week but like I think here so on where it says deadlift focus that's just like she'll that's where she'll do a, a heavier deadlift work um there she's got low block pause because it was a when she was just getting used to the suit ready for England's um and then a, a heavier deadlift um suit with deadlift there um and then a, a moving event she'd have a monster dumbbell in there because obviously that's so, by the way, I'm really, really impressed with the <clears throat> blown away with the communication between you and the athlete. And that obviously makes that like if we're looking at this and delving into why, why has Becky got such great results or whatever so far? This is it. This is a thing that's clear to me. Just looking at this without looking at the kind of intricacies of what's been said, like actually just seeing that there's a clear connection between coach and athlete in terms of communication like sometimes she's she's putting question marks in there and then you're going into more detail next time that that comes next week so let, let's have a look at the deadlift for instance so let's look at this so a few weeks out from England's when she's learning how to use a use a suit so this is a great example of um, because you don't see her that much in person but how you can actually this is it was a thing when I first got into coaching people online that I had to get my head around was like how you can make somebody technically better without like being there in person to adjust them and stuff. Whereas actually you can't, and it's so much better than actually most of the time. It's actually so much better than having people in person because you can just you just have to communicate in a different way. So what you've said here, you tighter doesn't necessarily mean better. We still want to make you be able to get into a nice start position where you generate plenty of power, blah 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 blah. Be careful cranking it up too much. God moves okay. Feeling better in the suit. We'll try no shoes next week. Blah, blah, blah. And then see what you've said. Yeah, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So, yeah, and I just love the communication here. Eat, like, all the way through. It's just just brilliant because as soon as there's kind of any kind of, like, what, what, what have you done, like, say, if Becky turns around and says, like oh that's been that that's a bit too difficult. I've been missing reps on that. Like what 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 does that prompt you to do to the following session? 
on a deadlift or uh, anything anything if you see that in you in the feedback what does that prompt you to do do you ever turn around and say oh you need to push harder or push through or... no no like obviously it depends um like i said before the dumbbell there was plenty of miss missed reps um it was like an, a new skill and she she's really, becky's really good at putting videos on which is obviously helpful because sometimes little technical intricacies um like we, we changed our elbow position with the dumbbell and that made a massive difference so um little things like that um and then she goes away and does it but i don't like i think with something like that and you, that you're acquiring a new skill with so like br dumbbell, brilliant that she's putting all this data yeah loads of videos is great um it's not necessarily a, a massive issue if she's missing reps like obviously if the with something like deadlift if it was just too hard then yeah that's a, a programming issue isn't it that looks really different to a dumbbell now um we've gone, gone back a bit but yeah um you wouldn't want to be like rpe 11 missing loads of deadlifts every week would you so um that would obviously need raining back in but we've not it's not been not been a problem but yeah with the overhead it's it's just been skill acquisition so it's not a massive it's usually something that i can look at technically if she's if she's missed dumbbell reps yeah so so little pointers on that for for kind of busy women in general why if it could, could do you think people could achieve results training two times a week for a phase because you see, see a lot of people who kind of feel that oh i can only i can only put a certain amount of time in 45 minutes a couple of times a week so it's not worth it and then they don't do it and then they don't do the follow the thing that they enjoy but do you think you would you be confident you could get results with a willing client if they could only do 40 minute sessions three times a week two or three times a week yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah it's um yes it's plenty and it's it's and you um, like uh, you like the, you've explained briefly the the thing of like undulating the intensities and just basically like say so so give us an example right so if you if say say becky gets an event in a comp and she's training three times a week and you think she needs to train this three times a week mm -hmm. <laughs> like what what would you do say for instance i don't know say say she's got to get to 875 long or something for her next comp mm -hmm. like and you've got say six weeks to prep for that how would you train log three how could you train log three times a week or how have you done in the past to get to your eight kilo pb i think she was better that. in the um in the run-up to brits because she had like she had a heavy log at brits yeah um, so yeah i'd do like a, a light skill day that's not going to take any recovering from so so super light what kind of weights and what kind of percentages whatever roughly so like 50 to 60 percent like like super light um just, what kind of sets and reps um i quite like doing maybe like a eight threes or a ten twos just because then it's you're not you're not getting tired from it and obviously you wouldn't have massive rest periods but it's low intensity because like if you did even though it was light if you did sets of like seven or eight you'd be getting a bit gassed and you yeah. you're like you probably wouldn't be focusing on your technique you'd just be focusing on trying to breathe so i would i quite like keeping it so that would feel really easy, but then you could focus a lot on your yeah. technique. So in terms of energy systems, you're not it's not you're not getting any neural fatigue because the the weight's low, but you're not getting any kind of muscular DOMS or anything like that because you're keeping the the reps and the time of attention low. Mm. But you're still keeping the volume. What I like about that, you're keeping the volume 
yeah, to, get moderate, to get reps in. Yeah. But what I like about the say eight threes or ten twos is that you get in if you're videoing your sets, you get in eight to ten times to reflect on yeah. and try something for the next thing. Mm -hmm. What about the the next session? So then you could so like with log, I think it's really valuable doing um heavier log cleans and um, right. not massive not massive loads of volume. Um so maybe like three threes or four twos or something like that but heavy so that it's got to be right so if it's like so a, would you do like heavy 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 log and then heavy log cleans after as like the same session or what or... Um, yeah you could do you could do um but yeah your log your log cleans especially if logs like a fairly new skill um yeah. then i think it's it can often go wrong in the clean um, and obviously you want to land the clean nice to press so I think it's it can be really helpful doing um, heavy heavy log cleans session um, and then it can be helpful to do um, a bit of log from the chest can be helpful with rack positioning um, it depend obviously depends on the where the client's yeah. downfall is but um, sometimes doing some from the chest can can help you find a nice rack position because you can yeah. a little bit um so yeah dependent but yeah you could easily get so a light session a, a heavier session some cleans and then like a volume session i think most people would find that all right to recover from yeah brilliant and then you could just obviously scale it appropriately depending on the, how they recover and that's the value of like having say a coach isn't it like for even even like you you being coached by me like if you write some feedback in oh this it feels tough this week feel like i'm on the edge of snapping then we just peel it back or we if we've if we've been progressing for i don't know three to six weeks in a variation we might just put a new variation in but the key is it's the communication thing isn't it mm -hmm. so that's what we need to stress yeah. to people whoever they're working with if you're working with us if you're working with another coach like communicate like before it before things cut like because you can you can often intervene proactively before any problems occur, either physiologically where you get injured, or psychologically where things just get tough and you start kind of getting session anxiety or whatever. Going to do your like just communicating with your coach can make it make a massive massive difference. So, in terms of technique, uh, say say for instance, like we had a scenario here. Obviously, I think Becky had a bit longer in between her her shows but somebody's asked like if you if you have what what would you focus on and prioritize in terms of technique strength and recovery if you only had two and a half weeks to peak in between comps you see this quite a bit i see this with like people that i coach you get opportunities it seems to be like as you as you're doing doing more comps more like qualifying route comps and national comps and stuff like you get these like kind of opportunities that you didn't foresee like how, how would you what would you prioritize if you were you know, like you you were thinking of one recently when you were like oh, about three or four weeks. Like, what what would you what would you prioritize? Well, we did have it with Becky because she um she did the OSG online qualifier during the Brits prep, um ah. which was obviously a little bit easier because it was only two events, wasn't it, or three? Three events. Three events. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't like a four five event comp, but still, um, prepping for that. So, um. It would depend a little bit, obviously, if it's um, if you're fairly new and it's a competition with events that you have never done before and you don't know how to do them. I would definitely focus on skill acquisition, which 
wouldn't need to like we were saying it wouldn't need to be heavy you could do some really nice loads and loads of light skill acquisition say a log and you've never pressed a log before you could do like we're saying low, like loads and loads of light log and um, it's not going to be hard to recover from but you can get so much better at a skill in two and a half weeks like it's yeah it's it's long enough to learn you know learn something new like that it's it's not you're not going to get that much stronger into how, how many times but, do you do these sessions these skill acquisition <laughs> sessions and you walk you walk into the session and you feel like oh my back's a bit stiff my knees a bit sore my foot's a bit sore today and then you do this kind of light kind of session that you described before and you finish and you're feeling great and you're almost like like do, do you ever do it where you where you feel like you do your 10 doubles and you feel like I want to add a little bit of weight really and you almost have to stay disciplined to like you, you feel better from these sessions very often yeah, don't definitely. you definitely and in terms of a competition yeah that you're going to make fast gains like getting better at um getting better at a skill if you're not good at it if, if you're fairly new if you're fairly experienced and you're already good at all your events then um I would say like obviously training them um and and prioritizing your recovery if you've got two and a half weeks so you don't want to go on a massive yeah so so keeping it simple technique you can make significant progress using the like the kind of protocols that you mentioned on the light day like you could do that really really frequently strength you're not going to make any significant progress in two and a half weeks in terms of like neural response nervous system activation whatever and you're not going to build any bigger muscles or necessary like significantly recovery that's a big thing what you kept what you you can do is fatigue masks fitness so if you get to a comp and you're absolutely smoked then obviously you're not going to be you, you you're not going to display how all the strength that you build up in these other phases so a key is to be able to deep i suppose deload or rest appropriately so on on your comp day you're at a nine out of ten plus at least yeah ideally shooting towards a 10 out of 10 in terms of recovery so where where the danger comes is in the if you're trying to check trying to force your strength in these last couple of weeks or specifically the last whatever seven to ten days really so so yeah that that'd be that'd be a thing that i'd, I'd be focusing on i would be doing the general protocols that model says but also the thing that i always speak about is and I like to reiterate is people taking ownership and and actually knowing yourself like Molly knows what she can do that might be slightly different Mo Molly could do a 90% sorry an eight a 90% yoke three times a week most people would struggle with that yeah but the the, the certain exercise that other people will be able to recover better better from than, than you can yeah, so so it's um, about knowing yourself and and thinking right. Well, what is that likelihood going to take me over that red line? And it's just it's just making that that assessment of uh, risk versus reward. And again, this is a, this is another thing. If you're working by yourself, this is another thing that you can really value with by by working with the coach. And and coaching isn't isn't just about programs and sets and reps. It's actually sometimes like just discussing somebody with a level head, like the amount of times that I asked Molly what she thinks about stuff that, yeah, I probably know more about, more about, more about it than her, maybe more experience in certain lifts or whatever. But sometimes it's so valuable just to ask somebody that you trust and that has a good level of understanding and is experienced in their own right. Like what, 
So, so yeah, de- definitely work work with a coach if if you're not already doing that. So, ha- Molly, how, in a in a nutshell, how does your coaching style philosophy compare to, like, say, me and Joe and Tim, for instance? Like, how, like is it anything really different? Would you say? Mm. What what things? Do I don't you... really know Joe and Tim's no that much, but obviously I'm coached by you. I would I wouldn't say that much. I think. I think it really varies client to client. Like, yeah. obviously, like we've focused quite a lot on Becky today, but things that have worked for Becky wouldn't work for everybody. And I think it's yeah. it's about being flexible and um and sort of identifying what each person needs. And hopefully, I'm okay at it. But I think it's it's yeah, it's identifying that. And but the, but this is like, this is the point of the video, right? Object, it's objective, right? She's achieved like massive things this year don't get me wrong like I'm not, I'm not like you've only trained her for a short period of time she's really strong out of her own right her old coach that's worked with Dean has got her incredibly strong incredibly fit is just brilliant what whatever what whatever she'd done up to the point where you had a relationship with her like it, it, it has been fantastic so you, yours is just like the kind of icing on the cake really but what I'm saying is that it objectively she's significantly improved and achieved things that... Yeah, so I think, like, having the communication that we are saying before um, is, like, a big, um, I guess, overriding philosophy. I think it's important to 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 have that relationship and be able to talk to people about their, their goals, their recovery, like, how they're, how they're feeling about everything and, and be able to be flexible with the programme um, for each person because yeah, yeah as I say it's different for everyone and, that, and that's it and that like I see you obviously I see you at home working and planning out and spending so much time on like writing a new block for a client and stuff because realistically with what, with what you do your style and philosophy is a bit of a kind of loaded question really because it's like it almost indicates that there's just a certain way of doing things whereas I know for you for you like it's completely client-centered like mm. I look at no, obviously, I know some of the, some of the clients that you're working with from different different goals, like people recovering from injuries, Steph yeah. with their hip replacement and stuff. Like it's just it's just rem- well, remarkable. Like you everyone's... you cannot give like a one a, no. a one size fits all thing. Everyone's managing something, aren't they? And then... But the key the key is is like that the the clients have to communicate. Like, yeah. Like and that's what's so good about you and Becky. Like even if we just had a scroll through and didn't read any of the intricacies. Just like seeing all the all the green ticks, she's adhering to what you laid out together. She's invested in it because she's putting a little bit of feedback on each thing. She's uploading a video, you know, so you can just see, make sure that 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 things are good and feeling good in terms of feedback. So, yeah, absolutely brilliant. So, let's talk about briefly. Let's talk about talk about injuries. So have you so coming back from injury or managing injuries personally? What's your experience? with this recently um so yeah recently hurt my back um prepping for England so um yeah so like we were saying with the pathway before unfortunately I, I qualified for England's but got injured like 10 days out um so yeah so I've been managing that um it was quite a bad injury I was like not really able to do anything for a couple of weeks um so I've, I've, had, I've had like treatment and stuff and then managing it, coming back, like finding stuff in the gym that I can do. Um, did like 
you know, pressing from the box and pressing from the rack and stuff like that. And then managed to to prep for this recent comp that we did this European. So t- tell us about the mindset thing, right? Because I, I, it was like bit like beyond being a coach. Like from from a coach, I could look at it rationally and be like, right, well, what can we do? Like what what can we do? How can we kind of recalibrate? Yeah, you're missing England. What can we do to get back get back on track? But from a I'll be honest, like a fan's perspective, like I, I I'm I'm a massive fan of like a lot of you a lot of you girls and guys and stuff. And I was gutted, absolutely gutted and heartbroken because like you you hadn't you'd you'd like steered away from injuries for a couple of years and had like a real, real good you'd got so struck you'd taken like a long off season, you chose not to do OSG because you wanted to go and get stronger, blah blah blah. And like the the progress that you'd made, like you're like whatever 190 plus on the deadlift, you've done 90 kilo axle, 8 kilo log, 50 plus dumbbell, like 100 kilo farmers. Is it like it's just like ridiculous the progress that you've made? And it was like we were, we were just gonna like you, you, you were feeling really good for England, so so the the it was a bit dark after that for a bit, wasn't it? Really, um, but like mentally, I mean, as well as as well as physically. But a thing that you've done so well is when the chips were down, just keep going rationally, putting one foot in front of the other. Cliche, but just just doing that day to day, like, and then you reset your goal, and you're like, right, well, I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm going to miss out on the pathway this year, but what can I do instead? So then you set that set. Obviously, the the goal of doing the European Championships at the the Arnold uh, Europe, and then prep for that, and went and smashed it, and it was just yeah. just absolutely brilliant. So so the the message is there's like just recalibrate and just think about what you can affect, and and yeah. So what about clients? who have injuries to manage like should they stop training like how like say for instance you you like say say talk about becky or whatever like what kind of inevitably like i imagine like she's got knocks playing rugby she's got knocks in training because because by the way when when you're training people like this who are training for performance in terms of like they'll like she's a good rugby player she's good she'd run into a brick wall if she think it's going to be beneficial like she's not going to be shy of doing things. So taking that approach and trying to trying to push these one percent every week, it's inevitable that you're going to get these kind of injuries and stuff. So how have you respond? How have you responded as a coach when she's say um, left in a feedback that she's got stuff to? Yeah, she had a bit of um, like a, a heel injured a heel playing rugby. Um, I can't remember how now, but yeah, she had this heel injury and that was um, affecting her deadlift. I think she was struggling to. You know to put force through the floor when she was deadlifting um so she, she sort of went to deadlifting back in a, a, a kind of padded running shoes which obviously we know isn't optimal for deadlifting but it was the only way she was going to deadlift um without being in in absolute agony and making it worse so um that's where we went i mean obviously she, she probably would have it would have healed maybe quicker if she'd have laid off deadlifting but no she like 
Becky had made that decision. She's not going to do she that in the middle of to, yeah. in the middle of comp season. She's got this opportunity. She wants to take them. She didn't feel the injury was that bad, so she's just managed it and and sort of carried on with a a program. And it was it was mainly the deadlift that it affected. So it was yeah. just um sort of still progressing everything else and keeping the deadlift at a level where she could still train it, but maybe not pushing it as yeah. much um in order to let that heal recover. Um. So the the main answer to this question that I that I use is. First of all, scale the weight back and see if there's a, a pain-free load that you can work at. And very often there is, and that can fix the issue. Like you can kind of work, work around the whatever the issue is and can find a weight and then build back up and progressively overload and be patient. If you can't find a pain-free weight on a variation, thing that I always look to do with people and myself, it'd be can you work through a pain, can you find a range of motion that you can work with on that specific exercise that you want to do that's pain-free? Like, so say for instance, you you're hurting at the bottom of a squat. If you can go an inch above it, can does it take the pain away? Could you do a box squat? If you can do a box squat, usually you can. It's a really good way of like maintaining the kind of strength on the specific exercise that you want to do whilst you recover. But like the under or the underlying thing here, we're up. We're only helping you let, lay out the the training pathway. Whereas whereas actually, this is something with, with injuries that you should be going to see a see a professional and um, a, a physio for example so last question mark ideal client three main principles like when you like i see you when you're writing a block of training or i see you like say looking at people's videos and stuff and i can just see you like a lot of the time you just buzzing and you like you, you look like you're really getting a lot from it and like what makes you you tick when you look when you look at say your your system and you're looking at the feedback and stuff what makes you like oh, it's like what do you do you enjoy the most? i think firstly like giving that feedback like we were saying before um it's really helpful to have videos some people don't find it a bit cringe video stuff like if it's a busy gym or whatever but it is really helpful um and videos and like a bit of writing um so a client that's willing to to give some feedback because i think obviously you can progressively overload but it's hard to help someone if you've not got that feedback and videos are really helpful um yeah, so so giving feedback, communicating. I think like we've already covered, it's it's important to say like I'm finding this really hard, or these sessions are taking me three hours and I need yeah. to be home. Like if you can, if you say that, then there's so much we can change before it becomes like I didn't train today because it looked too long. Um, yeah. So I think because that, that linear thing like doesn't really work in practice for most people. No, and but like, you can certainly go from there to there with yeah. a squiggle, and you can make you can navigate that squiggle. If you communicate, is it communicate with your coach? Yeah, exactly. Um, and someone who's like willing to maybe change things up a little bit. Um, some someone who's willing to do different things and and be open to suggestion. I guess. Yeah. So is it just people like Becky that you want to train? You know, like say people who are looking to compete in a like elite level comps? No, not at all. Um, <clears throat> I I really enjoy. Coach, anyone who's got those those qualities, it doesn't matter if they're competing or they're not even doing strong. Like a, <clears throat> I coach a few powerlifters, and like I think I like that as well. And it doesn't really matter. It's just if you, yeah, if you. The thing that that I admire about your coaching style and coaching philosophy is like when I see you coaching, is that in person I see it, and it's just like magic because you were just you seem like very you seem from the outset like quite quite reserved and you're not making it you're not like making being loud and 
you can you, you communicate so powerfully, but without kind of you know shouting or being stern or I, I rarely even it might, might sound bad to some people. I rarely even hear you shouting like "go on" or "well done" or encouragement. It's more it's more like so when you do do that, it's so powerful and, and meaningful. Um, but but yeah, that that that's that that's the thing that I'm so impressed with with your coaching is how you can get the results that those people that I see in the gym and they booked it, they've got a session with, well, like I, I can, I can clock like last time they were in and I'm just baffled by how much they've improved, like technically and on the, like, it's just, just absolutely amazing. And I suppose this, this is an important thing that I'm trying to put across with the coaching is the fact is that we know loads and loads of really, really good coaches, great coaches, but, sometimes it's about just it's not about being good being good or better than one another it's just about being a good match for the for the client isn't it and like we're lucky and this is a quote like becky inquired to becky's a great example of this like becky inquired with me with the for the training and i just thought you'd be a really good fit and i thought it would be you'd be able to relate to her even more than than what i could yeah and uh, and i suppose a massive compliment to you as a coach, even though I'm really confident in my, my own abilities and, again, objectively look at the results that I get with clients and stuff consistently, but I'm not confident that I could have done my, been a better help to Becky than what you have done. So well done. So check out the link in the description to this and we'll put a uh, – where, where is it at the top? So we'll put the six-week trial block link in description if you would like to – know more about molly's coaching or contact molly directly on instagram at mol lift so um at m-o-l-l-i-f-t-s both thank you